Bella shoved the straw between her lips, squeezed her eyes shut, and wrinkled her nose. I could hear the blood slopping around in the cup again as her hand shook. She sipped it for a second, and then moaned quietly with her eyes still closed. Edward and I stepped forward at the same time. He touched her face. I clenched my hands behind my back. Bella, love. I'm okay, she whispered. She opened her eyes and stared up at him. Her expression was apologetic, pleading, scared. It tastes good, too. Acid churned in my stomach, threatening to overflow. I ground my teeth together. That's good, Blondie repeated, still jazzed. A good sign. Edward just pressed his hand to her cheek, curling his fingers around the shape of her fragile bones. Bella sighed and put her lips to the straw again. She took a real pull this time. The action wasn't as weak as everything else about her, like some instinct was taking over. Wow, Maggie. We're here again, back in the studio. In the studio, we're here. I have my tea. Um, The Christmas lights are twinkling, and I'm feeling the holiday cheer. Twinkle-linkle-linkle-linkle-loo. <laughs> that famous song. Twinkle-linkle-linkle-linkle-linkle-linkle-loo. Twinkle-linkle-linkle-linkle-loo. I was just say, is it insensitive for me to say? That's a little bit like that. Hawaiian Christmas song that's not Hawaiian. Yeah. You know what? I think... Both my comment and the original song are equally as insensitive. Yes. So in that case, it's like painting red over red. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of red over red, um, I'm really feeling the holiday cheer today. That's great to hear. It's before Thanksgiving. It is um, mid-November pre-Thanksgiving. Yes. So um, the perfect time to start feeling the cheer, I guess. I guess. I saw an ad for the uh, Honda days, and that really solidified it for me. You love Honda Day. I love. Hey, look, I love. Uh, 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 I, <laughs> I love <laughs> Honda cars. Who's that? It's kind of my. Um, it was a little of your was, JFK. It was a little JFK, a little Bernie, a little bit of a yawning old man. <laughs> I see. A little bit of everything. Honda Days makes me feel like holidays because the only time I see ads are if I'm at home Ur. watching live TV with my family. Thus, Honda Days. Honda, is it Honda days like the days of the week or is it like, whoa, I'm Honda days. I'm going to say it's neither of those insane options. It's like holidays. Yeah. So like days of the week. Do you, when I say happy holidays, do you go, oh, I love those days. No, but I know what the word, this, the root word day is. Right. But. You know how we hear words. So, we don't- Honda days, I am thinking day means like morning to night. Yeah, but when people say, this is our biggest fight out of the pod. <laughs> when people say happy holidays, are you thinking, in my mind, I flash a calendar in my mind. No, because days. I, I'm, exa- I'm excited to I have days. I already know what the word holidays mean. Right. I don't know what the word Honda days means. Look, this has been a great so I'm test audience. To find out if it's like day or like days. Like I'm dazed from all the celebration of Honda. A look, man. This has been a great focus group test. <laughs> I'm going to put you down in the 
um, other notes column, <laughs> 98% of the participants understood that this is a holiday ad. You're the I'm only one who's confused. The word. I didn't know if it was spelled D A Y or D A Z E. I you're right. just you're right. asked. You're right. you're right. Honda USA hired an ad company to make a 420 Honda D A Z E ad to play at Thanksgiving time. You say holidays sometimes and not mean puffin, puffin clove cigarettes. Do, I don't <laughs> I don't mean to intrude on what you and your family does. But what do, you, do you say like happy holidays as in like you're in a haze? No, we don't say it. I've seen it on cards and stuff. On cards? <laughs> what? I've seen like school days on a webcomic. I've never seen holidays. How many webcomics are you reading, nerd? Um, I was reading a lot in the year 2010. Like Yikes. everyone else, webcomics came alive in 2009. Died in 2011. I think especially died with that lost meme comic. Um, this is my uh, this is my internet history podcast. Also, did you know this podcast that you're listening to? It's Edward is a Vampire. It's a Twilight podcast. <laughs> um, my name is Chris. I am team um, Sesme. That's Seth and Esme. Oh, Sesme. A lot of Esme content this week. And I loved every moment of it. Yeah. Um, I'm Maggie. And I'm Team Ed. Ed. Can you spell that for me? E-D-T-H. Okay. Ed. Who is that? Seth and Ed- Edward. Ed. They kind of had, um, I'm going to say, literally one two-sentence moment together, but that was enough for you. Well, Seth stood up for his boyfriend in the woods a lot. <laughs> well, and then <laughs> for- Edward made Seth cinnamon rolls, and Seth said, this guy can cook. Oh, man, he can cook. And then Edward kind of like quietly said, thanks, dude. And then, <laughs> so, so dude. And then later he was like, these cinnamon rolls. Oh. This boy has never had real food, and he's loving it. I love it. Um, how do you feel about um, Twilight this week? What? How are you on the, you know, uh, f- empty to full on the tank with Twilight? You know, what's I don't your, understand that. What's but your, <laughs> on a scale from like oh, pulling oh, my hair here we go, out here we go. to on a scale from one to days, where are you at with um Twilight? Now is that uh That's a dig. But is that D A Z or D A D A Z. Okay, so I would say I'm not very dazed. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of confusing I was stuff say, here. There are times when my eyes turned um gloss glassy and I skimmed about eight pages to get to anything. Yeah, on the flip side of the last two weeks that have been bonkers, bananas, so fun, crazy. Really fun. This one is uh, understandably on the back end of that a little less bonkers, bananas, crazy. I'm guessing next week, which will be Bella turning into a vampire, will again be bonkers. I hope it is grotesque because already it pretty much is. I can't wait for more. Um, But yeah, the last episodes of We Were Screaming. Yeah. At how wild they were because maybe we'll I think we'll find our moments. There were like instead of a million little things, which is what we love on this pod. This yeah. is a podcast of a million little things. A million little things is also our YA movie we're writing about someone has some sort of disease. Ant disease. Ant yeah, they got bit by ants on a on a school yeah, trip a to the Amazon. A million little things. A million little <laughs> things. And or their friend died and everything. Everything reminds them of her Ooh. a million little things. But like it's like she's never really gone. 
anyway, so it's paper it, uh, airplanes. She loved that. So we all threw paper airplanes over the big bridge over the creek. Huh? That's <laughs> littering. <laughs> but they all wrote their wishes on them. Uh, can we do it made of something that dissolves? Like oh yeah, no, they did it over biodegradable, like recycled cornstarch paper. Cornstarch paper. Their dad made, who's the bio teacher, oh. who found the body. Uh, yeah, and he dissolved that too. He dissolved the body, so it's also a little bit of a little bit of a Breaking Bad. It's situation. like a, it's like Lovely Bones. <laughs> yeah, weirdly, he does keep saying how. So the first preface of the book, yeah, is from her point of view, and he keeps saying how she has quote lovely bones, and how his bones would be her bones would be really good for his pterodactyl display. And anyway, then all the at kids, the end, oh, you yeah. find out that the skeleton in his room is hers. is is hers, and she's and they're like, oh, that is a human head on the pterodactyl, huh? Yeah, with a paper mache nose on it. Basically, he took all the human bones and built a beautiful a pterodactyl uh, skeleton sculpture. Yeah. So you, he just put the bones in the wrong places. <laughs> bones in the wrong places is another <laughs> YA movie we're writing about a boy who's born with bones in the wrong places. In his heart. In his heart. So his heart's it's too big for his tiny rib cage. Yeah. So if he gets too excited, he might die. Also, he's got like arms and legs both coming out of the same sockets. Yeah, it's horrible to vault. Um, and his head bone but right up his butt up his butt um chris mm. does big bird have wings or hands have we talked about this on the podcast one of our favorite things is um rem- remember ever audience at home say the answer out loud to yourself does big bird have just big bird arms like wings or does he have arms and hands because you can imagine his legs Right? They look like corrugated tubes. Uh-huh. Okay, great. I think you might have arms or like kind of feathery arms. I'm, oh, I know the answer. We know the answer because we've looked it up. It is a shocking mix of them both. He has wings, wings and, and hands. And yellow human fleshy hands. <laughs> and when you look at it and notice it, it changes your opinion of the big bird. Um, we have talked, well, we talked on the live episode of our podcast about how Big Bird was planning to be in the Challenger yeah. spacecraft. <laughs> yeah. And it was all planned. And then at the last minute, they were like, ah, let's not send Bird, Big Bird to space this time, which yeah. is good because Big Bird would have exploded in the sky. We would have seen Big Bird die with that school teacher. A, a, a huge loss for America. Yeah. And it would have been doubled. With Big Bird. There. It would have been especially sad because there would have been a big puff of yellow. Yeah. And, a, and two hands. And t- <laughs> Falling down into the ocean. Oh. Well, I'm glad we still have the Big Bird. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Elmo gal myself. Sure. I'm a little bit of a... I, Elmo runs in a funny way. Yeah. I, I also... The Count. The chick. Who could hate him? Gonzo's chickens. chickens. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's also now a lamb named Little know. Lamb in Spanish. Ovajita. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I have watched Sesame Street this calendar month. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you got to get a little street. It's quarantine, so sometimes it's Sunday morning and you want Sesame Street, baby. I'm enjoying... Sorry to bring us back to the topic, but I'm enjoying that we're not talking about Twilight. <laughs> Well, this is a real hangout pod this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, though that also is me saying I think we should get to it. 
Okay. Thanks, Ovahita, for your opinion. I just called Chris a little lamb. She's showing off her one word she learned from Sesame Street. I learned also the word pulley. And I think the number four. The number six. Oh, it's close. What about a letter? Was our good letter? J B R. It might have been G. Okay. Either way, the cookie monster kept trying to steal Zoe's wand and then deciding not to because he would rather have a friend than a million cookies, but then Zoe gave him cookies. That's a real lesson. Um, when your friends succeed, don't get mad at them. Just, be, just you know, keep them as friends because they'll give you a million cookies when they're gone. And that's sort of what we're learning in Twilight. Yeah, what we're learning is everyone, keep listening to the pod, keep supporting us, leaving us five-star <gasps> iTunes review. We have an iTunes review! Oh, want to read it now or at the end? At now! At now! Um, so keep being a fan of us, and when we become rich and famous, we will, uh, I don't know, give you give you a shout-out. No, we'll just have better merch than rocks. Or, your or, you'll, or you'll get a free rock. Yeah, free we got, rock. Look, guys, with we, every purchase. We gotta move these rocks. They're <laughs> sitting in my bedroom staring at me while I sleep. <laughs> um, okay, we have um from JMH26. SMH. Yeah. Just my head. <laughs> Just my head, 26. <laughs> uh this is the no bones guy, I guess. It's just Do you think head. this person was born in 1926? Yes. I uh, thank you. I love my 90-year-old listener. Um the subject line is five-star iTunes review. So clearly a fan. I what was there five stars? Yeah. Okay, good. No, they're not lying yet. No. Sorry. Okay, let's I'll let you read this review. <laughs> if this series gave us nothing more than Rosella content, it would still deserve five stars. But it gives us so much more than that. Alice picking up cars, Twilight from Renee's perspective, Pet Rocks, Charlisle, French accents, Bella's cooking, canceling Charlie, deservedly. Sometimes I have to listen to the episodes twice just to make sure I didn't <laughs> what? miss any of their deep analysis. No! <laughs> I'd listen to any spin-off pod they choose to la- launch, but I hope they pick Meredith Grey is a vampire. The guests are always a fun surprise too, especially the angry twink. I forget his name. Well, it's Jake, the name of the angry twink. I forget the name all. of this reviewer, Rickety Twink. He's 26 and he is listening to our podcast, so statistically. <laughs> statistically you're probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got a good point there. Thank you so much, Mr. JMH. Or, or miss. miss. Or, or Miss MX, baby. Never seen one of those? No. Oh, you got to keep up on the forums. I've never seen a forum, so. Have except you, in the have book. You, have you really The not? Latin book. You know the Latin book? The Bible? No, no. The book, the Latin language book, where they're like the one with late Muzzy? on their way to the forum. The carriage breaks down. Famous book that makes you learn Latin. The Decameron. You didn't learn Latin, Chris. I did, but not from a book about a carriage. I learned it from the Odyssey. Didn't you like learn it in school? I did. I had a Latin teacher. Yeah, I'm fancy and continental. Wasn't your textbook a story about a family that breaks down on the way to the forum? My textbook was a textbook, like a Spanish textbook or a French. Yes, but wasn't the story in the textbook about a family that breaks down on the way to the forum? 
Ever, listeners write in about how many stories your textbooks had. What are what? you talking about? All language books have stories. In Arabic, it was about a boy who went to Egypt and met a mummy who turned into a queen. No. Yes. You went to, you did different school than anyone else. No. My, my French textbooks had this. Here's how you conjugate the verb. The ver- <laughs> you know, the conjugation. They don't have a, now let's learn about a little girl who wanted to be a ballerina in Paris. So let's learn all the. It's a story. This is insane. In my next level of Arabic, it was about a kid who broke into all the apartments looking for pills. <laughs> <laughs> What the it may have been thrills, but anyway, a famous Latin textbook story is there was a, a carriage breaks down. The <laughs> mummy turned into a princess. <laughs> he was prescribed pills by a doctor. No, two to different deal with the hallucinations, and he got addicted to opiates. Two different stories. Uh, so, oh, so it's not. Uh, oh, we got to get to this story. All right. It's been 20 minutes. It's been. Baby, lock the door. <laughs> Chris just spit tea all over the table, oh, so we need to take a break. And scene. Today, instead of summarizing Twilight, should okay. we summarize the new uh, Ken Jeong reality show, See That Voice? Um, can, we, can we see that voice? Can we see your voice? Can we see that Boys. I want to see your voice. Yeah, let's recap that. Okay, so here's what happens. There's a contestant, a host, Ken, and then a panel of celebrity judges. And then there's also... Okay, I'm an executive from Fox. Yeah. Um. Here's what I have to say. This pitch, so far you're telling me who's in the room, not what's <laughs> happening in the show. So the elevator is almost at my stop, so this pitch is ground to a halt halfway The through. contestant has to guess... Okay. If someone is lip syncing their own voice uh-huh. or lip syncing someone else's voice. So the guess is, are they a good singer or a bad singer? But remember, bad is good and, and good, good is bad. bad. So the celebrity judges just share advice. They just say, it seemed like that person wasn't lip syncing on time. It, maybe they're not a good singer and they're faking it. And then the contestants locks in. Okay, I think that plumber is a bad singer. Sidebar. Everyone has a persona archetype. There's yes. a plumber. There's a librarian. There's, there's a, a surfer. surfer. <laughs> there's a magician. There's a Broadway star. There's a student. It's all pretty crazy. And then, so you lock in, okay, I think the plumber is a bad singer. And then the lights go down and the tune starts up. Oh, what's that? It seems like it's going to be... One day more. I'm name crying because I love you by Lizzo. It starts, it starts, and then they start to sing. And if they're good, they don't win any money. And if they were bad, bad means good, they win $10,000. And it goes on and on until the last round, one final person left. And if they're good, they win $100,000. And the ch- they duet with Jesse McCartney. Or whoever. Or whoever. Um, so that's that's a recap of um, can I see your voice? Oh, one last bit is there is a uh, a section on the show where they pick someone to do ASMR, and from that they have to guess if they're a good singer because of their ASMR. Yes, it's crazy. So you should watch it. Is on Hulu now. 
It is our favorite show. Anyway, that was Sparkle Notes. It's Sparkle Notes. For Ken Jungs, I want to see your voice come out of your mouth, or are you lying? Guess now. Bye. See ya. Chris, we did not plan what we we're going to talk about. No, we did not. Peek behind the curtain. What do you want to talk about first? Um, There's here's <clears throat> some options. Yeah. Blood. Blood. Um, uh, pack stuff. Um, midi chlorines. Uh, Alice. Great. Those are the big four, I think. Of these four, you know my least favorite thing to talk about in Twilight is anything about the werewolves. So do you want to get it over with first? No, I want to never talk about it, but I know you want to. You know what I mean? I don't know how much there even is to talk about. They sh- I feel okay, sad I guess for we'll, Jacob's I guess, little okay, buddies. We'll bring it up real fast. So in this okay. chapter, remember, we're still in Jacob's point of view. And he's helping out the Cullens because he broke off from the packs. So now they might retaliate and kill Bella's baby, um, the fetus. Because it is evil. Mm-hmm. So Jacob's protecting them. It's caused a civil war with the werewolves. Leah has now joined Jacob's pack. It's officially a pack. It was a big 12 page. I'm going to join. Jacob says, no girls allowed. <laughs> and then she says, well, I'm going to stay because my brother's here. So kick me out if you want to. And Jacob was like, oh, fine. Yeah. So now the other wolves came except Embry. And... Quill is really sad that Jacob is gone and he cried the whole time. He put his little wolf mouth on Jacob's head. I missed this. Cute. Leah said, I thought you were going to make out. Oh, this, the wolves, the wolves hate any sort of uh, male bonding, even though all it is is male bonding. So much so that we're learning these chapters when the werewolves turn to and from wolf form. They rip their clothes off if they were wearing clothes. So when they come back, they're naked. But Jacob says all the boys are naked all the time together. Because they don't need clothes, man. They're just dudes being dudes in the woods. Hey, yo, hey. Anyway, they say... Oh, she, oh, so she doesn't want me talking about dudes being dudes. <laughs> this is the censorship I deal with every day in this house. They beg Jacob and his pack to come back. But Jacob is like, no, there's something fishy about what you're saying. I'm not going to. It would never work. Two alphas can't exist. The switch has been flipped. Basically, they're like, there's two factions of wolves now. There's a lot of back and forth to get to that conclusion. So it's done. I guess, yeah. And Quill's really sad. Embry is even sadder. So he wasn't allowed to come on the peace mission. Yeah, I just wish Quill and Embry were characters that had. They're the ones from way back in New Moon. I know they exist, the buddies. but what, what are they? They're you just know? buddies. They're yeah. the Angela and, you know, Jessica of LaPush. But at least those two, one of them was, you know. One of one of these wolves is imprinted on a baby. Oh, good point. That is a compelling character trait. <laughs> <laughs> that is something to remember him by. Um, but yet I don't. So I'm, that's the wolf stuff. A lot of uh, discussions about vampires smelling bad. Maybe the re- yeah. Maybe the reason I can't, um, I don't care about the wolves as much is because um, when I read Bella and Edward, at least again, I'm thinking of uh, you know Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Uh, and when I think of the wolves, I think of just characters in this book who I don't care about. So at least in the other in the vampires, I can pretend. That do you care about Jacob a little uh, when I, he's like with the whole gang? When he's with the wolves. No, when he's with the vampires. Yeah, because he's around the vampires, I care. When it's just Jacob and the wolves, I think it seems like this is an idea that you felt forced to write. 
Yeah, it doesn't work. I mean, (laughs) listen, here we are in book four. We're we're almost at the finish line. Please let me go. Um, In the, in the. The vampires are especially cute in this chunk, I think. Esme keeps making food and washing clothes and setting them out. Let me tell you, I'm on, uh, at the top of the pod, I said I am team Sesme, which is Seth and Esme. Seth is the little baby werewolf mm-hmm. who tags around. Who is so Jacob. cute. He stands up for the clones. So he fun. is just like a precious little boy who says, I want to do everything that's right. I don't want to kill the vampires because they're good people. So he goes on Jacob's side. He's really sweet. And he wakes up one morning and he goes into the Cullen house and he basically kicks his shoes up, sits on the couch and says, hey, Mrs. Cullen, can I get a big old cinnamon roll? <laughs> And he eats all of Edward's cooking. He's, he's got two arms around, one around Edward and one around Bella. And he's just hanging. I kind of imagine him fully as like an anime character, like a little brother who's just running around the house, mm. mouthful of food, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. wisecracking. Yeah. I said he's Team Sesme because he has a real energy with Esme. And I have that energy too. Yeah. Where you're like, She's clearly Chris loves a milk. She, guys. Uh, guys, look, I have to, I, I have to say it. She's a brunette in her uh, mid forties, but I guess she's also twenty three. Yes, in this book or whatever, she's got mid forties energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she—that was Chris drinking tea. He was, stopped in the middle of a sentence during his own podcast to drink tea. Yeah, you know, I got a wet. Th- yeah, yeah, I get it. I got, <laughs> That was Maggie trying to communicate with Martians. Yep. Don't do the song. I'm the Hapu Klebu Dab. Haba Daba Hura Haba Hip Flop Floor. Hami Shami Clip Club Clop. Oh, that's a good that's a good video. I'll put that at the end of the podcast. Please do not. I might. <laughs> Please. You never know. You can't stop me. Please do not. That's a video of a worm who eats books. <laughs> <laughs> Me. This or, is not fake. Or Chris loves this video of a big old worm. That's been that's been Maggie this this whole year. What? Just a worm eating books. She's reading so many books, guys. Oh, She's thanks. like ahead of her goal. Yep. Yeah. But I haven't completed it yet. Well, but I'm not, just a few books away. Not the end of the year yet. Yes. Um, so yeah, Esme in this, she is a caring mother. She is hot. She's independent. She's caring. I understand why Seth says, please make me cinnamon rolls and rub my belly. It's Edward who makes the cinnamon rolls. Oh. Well, Edward cooks all the food. Well, in that case, maybe, maybe back to Team Seth's word. <coughs> Ed. That was Maggie um, coughing on her podcast. I coughed away from Mike. Yeah, I slurped away from Mike. Well, Mike mid-sentence. Newton. That's Twilight. Or. What is? Mike Newton. You just said Is a Mike. character in, in this book. That's lore. Lore alert. Speaking of. Speaking of lore let's alert. Talk let's talk midi-chlorine. chlorine time. Okay. Just some quick background on midi-chlorines for those <laughs> at home. If you, ha- if you weren't if alive in the year 2002. Huff, <laughs> if you're not Jake, you may n- need to, a refresher on your Star Wars uh, episode one lore, which is that Jedi's, everyone has this magical element called midichlorines and jedis have a higher level of midichlorines and that is what allows them to control the force anakin 
who becomes Darth Vader, has like a bajillion midi-chlorines. He basically chugged a lot of Gatorade, you know, electrolytes and midi-chlorines. Yes. So he can do the force. So. Is that a joke? No. Um, uh, this this week in Twilight, <laughs> we learn. This week in Twilight. <laughs> we learn that vampires have their own midi-chlorine situation. <laughs> well, she's giggling. <laughs> Carlisle first reminds us that humans typically have 23 chromosomal pairs. Right. This is true. This is a fact about people. Jacob asks how many vampires have, and the answer is 25 chromosomal pairs. He just says casually, he goes, you remember your biology classes and how those chromosomes? And then Jacob goes, yeah, sir, 23 pairs, sir. And then he goes, well, chap, it's not always the same with us magical creatures. Carlisle fully is like, because of this, I thought that humans and vampires weren't compatible like lions and horses. Oh, he said like lions and houses. Yeah. So that's why he never warned Edward to not go bareback with Bella because he said, oh, it wouldn't be possible. Um, because we're different species. Different species that we can't breathe together. But it turns out, it's no, a- it's clearly just a human mutation, which why is this in a lore where vampires are turned by biting? I don't know. <laughs> it transforms the DNA. It's like a weird bit of retconning from all stuff. You right. love to use the word retconning, which I know isn't, but really sounds like an insult. Thinking of like a red pill. It just seems like it belongs in the same site, guys. It's because it's like a word that like Marvel nerds use. And I'm, I'm coming for you, Marvel nerds. The other day I was telling um, the household that Marvel people are just Disney people. And it's also confirmed because Disney, Marvel is Disney now. All I but know like is the, that my least favorite movie theater going experience of uh, all time uh, was, was uh, Endgame. It was it was like we were um at some sort of uh re- religious ceremony that we were not supposed to be a part of. People were but mad. screaming at children but then crying at children on the screen dying. Yeah, there was like a child making noise and people were like shut that baby the fuck up. They were like get that baby out of here. It's New York. Movies are expensive. Sometimes a parent needs to bring it. It felt like a mob was going to was going to come out. You know what? Th- that wouldn't happen at a Twilight movie. At no. a Twilight movie, everyone would, would apologize for clapping too loud. Anyway, so, and then I had to pee in the middle of the movie. And by middle, I mean during the final it was battle. Like, it was like three minutes before the final battle. I feel like Maggie was like, I have to, have to go now or I'm going to die in this seat. I I'm going to turn into a skeleton. So I had to just get up and no one moved for me. I was falling over people's laps and I knew there was no chance I was getting back to my seat. So I sat on the ground. For the rest. Of a Times Square. So I think that's why Maggie has some sort of rare Times Square butt disease. Yeah. Yeah. A million little things. <laughs> that's that's how it started. <laughs> that's how it started. Anyway, I think we were talking about midi chlorine. We were. Also a Disney. Uh, also a Disney moment. But yeah, so vampires have extra chromosomes. A thing that did not need to be told to us, but simply was. We also find out that werewolves have 24 sets of chromosomes, which puts them smack, bitch, puts them smack 
there in the middle of humans and vampires, which means you can just be the same. Uh, it's pretty crazy how we learn about that, too, because Jacob, for no reason, asks Carlisle, well, how many do werewolves have? And Carlisle, like, basically blushes and oohs, and he's like, well, uh, when I... What is an oohoo? You know, oohoo, no. you know, little fingers touching each other. It's you like know a... No, I don't understand it's like the a, fingers it's like touching a, it's like each a cute, other. It's like a furry thing. Why would you bring it into the pod? Oh. Because we're talking about wolves, wolf, Do you, wolf. Maggie, I hate to tell you this, the Venn diagram of furries and people who like Twilight, it's like 98% Listen, overlap. I'm not against furries. Yeah, you are against me bringing them into our podcast. I'm just confused about what woo implies. It implies like, oh, you, uh, I want to tell you I something. I'm like ooh-woo. blushing. Is it you know, O-U like, or No, ooh-woo. the U-W-U. It like kind of uh. looks like a little face with like a squiggly mouth, like kind of like, I'm ooh. closing my uh-huh. And imagine someone blushing and being like, I'm going to say something that I really want, but I'm going to present it as like a silly idea. Is it like Rar means I love you in dinosaur? Kind of like that energy. Okay. But like more like horny. Okay. It's like, what if we... It's held- like that side of hot It's like, what if, we, what if we held hands in public and told people we were both going to blush? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, Carlisle does that. <laughs> to Carlisle a, does that? To a teen. Cute. By saying like, oh, when I was... Performing surgery on you last book, I did take some of your DNA and I did send it to a lab to get tested <laughs> against your will. And Jacob goes, no, nah, man, that's okay. I'm not really mad. I'm just curious. Cool. And that's it. It's very confusing. I don't, it's nonsense lore. It's like two lure. Pa- lure. In a, in a book which spends eight pages to tell us nothing, they told us these two bizarro bombshells in like a page and a half and we're never going to learn about it again which makes me think Stephanie the editor who you love so much at the front of the book in the foreword did she not just go we don't need we it. don't need this this is good for you to know as a writer in your head I don't think the audience it just doesn't make any sense where do the extra chromosomes ha- come from save it for the wiki I guess magic when they're when they're transformed yeah just leave it as magic and I'll be happy you know probably also doctor a bad doctor. Can I talk about how he's a bad doctor? Yeah, but I don't know what. <clears throat> so I kept writing Carlisle's a bad doctor. So Bella's dying because she has this vampire fetus in her. And Carlisle's like, I'm hooking her up to IVs. Nothing's working. And it takes Jacob, the idiot teen, to come in to go, I don't know. If it's a vampire baby, maybe it needs blood because that's what vampires drink. And Carlisle goes, Die! You're right. <laughs> maybe we should give the vampire baby blood. And Edward comes in and he goes, what? What are we talking about? And they explain it. And Edward goes, oh, this whole time we've been treating Bella. We haven't been treating the fetus to try to keep it alive. As if they're not connected. As if Carlisle doesn't know about like prenatal care or how to take care of a, you know, a developing fetus. Well, he doesn't know if it's like more vampire or more human. But you think as a doctor, he would try. After the first treatment doesn't work, he would try the next one. Yeah. Which is, let's give Bella some blood. Especially because it seems like if they don't do anything, Bella's going to die in an hour. So sure. Bella is like full of the Crypt Keeper. She's like on the verge of pure death. Yeah. And Carlisle's, Carlisle's like, oh, we've done everything that we can. There's nothing else we as vampires can do to help this lady and a vampire baby. Rosella is hardcore these days. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, I, I Yeah. Sorry, I, I was interrupting to say Rosalie also, to be fair, is hampering 
Carlisle's ability to be a doctor because she refuses him to like do any even tests. Run tests. Yeah. To even take like amniotic fluid to see does the baby have a condition we need to know about. Yeah. She's going full bonkers. Yeah, she is full bonkers. But Rosella is tight. Is tight. Tight. Um, and Edward is like convinced, and I guess he hears her thoughts, so he knows, but is fully convinced that Rosalie doesn't care if Bella lives or dies. All she wants is the baby. And I think it's more of a gray area. Yeah, that. Jacob thinks that too. Yeah. He thinks, the boys kind of think that Rosalie is willing to use Bella as a baby farm. Yeah. To get just the baby and let her die, which is kind of a damning you know, little jab at, at uh, pro-lifers. Yeah. In a way. It but is. But we know that um, that's I, the ultimate lesson of this book is going to be. The strange thing about this book, and, the and I thought this when I was in middle school also, okay. is that it's not full-blown pro-life propaganda because so many of the characters you love are against it. Mm-hmm. But it's still, the things that are said are so, it's like the fact that it's like, these books are quote-unquote bad for girls. Mm-hmm. It's not really that any one part of it is. No. It's uh, that like the the work itself. Right. It's it is presented Bella's choice to continue the pregnancy is presented as she really thought it through. She really like loves the idea of having this child and she really wants to have this baby. So she has thought about it and she's making the choice to have it even though everyone's telling her not to. And Carlisle rightfully says like I'm a doctor. I can't f- at this point I can't force her to do whatever. I think that she should do. Right. So it is presented as like people are respecting her choice to continue with the pregnancy. But ultimately the lesson kind of seems to be that we should try every single pregnancy. We should try to bring to a birth and no matter, you know what I mean? It's like, if you give up too soon, you're missing out on a life that you could have. And people that can't have babies won't get their chance either. Right. And I mean, we read quotes from last week that are just like Bella spouting, Full pro-life nonsense. Right. So it's kind of like. So it's just odd. It is. Uh, I think ultimately not great, but kind of better than I thought it was going to be. I agree. Going in. So I do appreciate that she's giving some time a day to people who are saying like, it's probably not good for her health as a mother. And like Jacob is weirded out when Rosalie calls the fetus a baby instead of a fetus. Yeah. Which is like classic. It's just. You, you get for it. What it you I'm get. saying yeah. for what it's worth. For what it's worth. Let's talk blood. Let's talk blood. Let's talk blood. That's it. That's a, that's a theme song for Let's Talk Blood. Oh, okay. A, a podcast within a podcast. I'm going to cough. Great. Um, <sighs> let's talk blood. I'm blood type um, A positive. Oh, shit. We just did this. We did blood tests at the start of the pandemic for fun <laughs> to find out if we ever need to go to the hospital. We need to know. We were doing it right after Bella did blood typing in yeah. class. Do we talk about it on the pod? Probably. I don't know, well, but I don't remember what I was. Roll the tapes. I'm not going back. Can a fan do that for us? Do you think someone would? Uh, Isn't it fun how I, how we call them fans rather than just people who listen to our podcast? Yeah. So anyway, Surely no one's fans of us. Well, our, I can think of our one. Friends. Yeah. Okay. So, Bellarinas, if you remember what our blood types are, please <laughs> tell us. Can you help us with our medical history? Please. So talk blood. You brought it up. You gotta. You, okay. You you put that ball on the tee on the tee ball stand. Now you gotta hit it out of the park. I was bad at tee ball. I clearly. <laughs> I was on a tee ball team as a me kid. and one other girl named Cheyenne were on a tee ball team together. Okay, everyone should name their daughter Cheyenne. She had like seven dogs. Okay, 
Cheyenne definitely has dogs. She either races dogs like in the snow, like dog sled racing, or she she did live in the woods. Well, yeah, or she has to have like eight German shepherds. Cheyenne, they were big dogs. Yep. Okay, Cheyenne is living up to the image that she's presented. Yeah. Howdy, yeehaw. Yeah. Texas. We were on the Diamondbacks. The snake. That was our team, the T-ball team. Oh, okay. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> You're on the snakes. Purple and teal are our colors. Oh, and gray. a little royal. Like a bobsled team. That's or the snakes. Or th- are the snakes purple and teal? I think Diamondbacks, they're like colorful. I think they're just a green. Yeah, they could be. Yeah, well. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, but In my head, they live rent-free. There's some crazy stuff happening in the street. I'm really trying to focus on Maggie my clearly story. is very distracted by someone yelling out on the street. It could be someone hawking, I don't know, roast peanuts? Peanuts! Have- peanuts! Get your roast peanuts, huh? Okay. Um, okay. Blood. Okay. okay. Sidebar, sidebar. Here's a New York thought. Don't you love walking down the street in New York and someone's roasting ch- chestnuts? Oh yeah, it smells so good forever. I've never gotten it them because I know they're not going to be good, so good, or they're going to be really good. I've gotten them before. They are good. It smells incredible. Yeah, maybe even better. Dare I say than the hot dog people in summertime? Love hot. Dogs. Although no hot dog people and people shaving meat off a cone in a truck. Meat cone. Meat cone on Central Park. Now that's a good smell. Meat cone at Central Park. Meat cone. Meat cone <laughs> at Central Park. Hi, hi, I'm cone. <laughs> I live in this park. Is he a traffic cone or a pine cone? Does he city kids about nature? Cute. Cute. Meet Cone at Park. His name's Cone Cohen. And he tells you about the birds. There's a lot of birds in that park. Okay. Blood. <laughs> so, Bell Edward hears Jacob's thoughts, suggests they drink blood. Everybody's on board. They go get blood from the blood storage. Um, Bella, or at some point someone's like, where do you get this blood? And Edward's just like, nobody talk about it. <laughs> we have blood. <laughs> they like steal it. They he must it's just, human blood, but no one died. He Bella must is steal like, it from does this mean that my record is not clean? And Edward's like, no, you didn't kill anyone, Bella. Shut up. It's anyway. pretty crazy that they have blood on hand. I don't really want to drop it because he's stealing blood from the hospital. Yeah, or like getting blood because Bella will need it for I think they're expecting Bella to need it. When Eventually. she turns, so they don't want to actually kill people. They want to no. I th- I imagine that it's like when she's about to die. I imagine when they got the X-ray machine in the hospital blood or the hospital oh, bed, awesome. he got some blood. <laughs> he has an X-ray machine in the in the upstairs bedroom. The which Jacob's like, I heard machinery, which I assume was an X-ray machine. That's it's it. wild. It's crazy. So while Edward and Bella and Jacob are all downstairs, Jacob overhears Rosalie and. Carlisle upstairs at the blood bank being like, did we warm this up? Does she, does human want warm blood? They're fully like making a hot pocket, but they like throw away the boxes. Like how many minutes in the microwave? Do we do this? One, two, do we do it? Stir every 30 seconds. Chris, would you want warm? If you had to drink a pint of blood. Yeah. Cold. As I, cold as possible. I want it with ice. Yeah. I want, it'll be thicker, but I think, um, I Honestly, Aaron was really concerned. I don't think it would be that bad to drink a bunch of blood. It would be. Have, you've had blood pudding. No. Oh, it's bad. It's like not, human blood? Yes. It'll like taste the fresh? same. Yeah. It'll taste like you're drinking a, a, a rusty bar. I don't know. I've drank some really nasty shit. 
Yeah, I think. Wait, Kunchaka. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What nasty stuff have you been drinking? Grape flavored medicine. Oh, that's good. Electrolyte oh, juice. I, oh, that's good. No, you're you're describing Gatorade and grape cough medicine. The the nectar of the gods for every seven year old begging their mom to give him more grape juice. You were a, a seven year old alcoholic. Yeah. That's that's the title of my newest album. Okay, listen, listen, yeah. listen. I've been listening this whole time. They give her, I guess, warm blood, and you just hear Edward go, "Not clear," and we don't know what that means, but it was that they were going to give her a clear, a clear like cup. plastic tumbler. That is funny. With a straw, so they decided against it, which is pretty. Funny. So they give him a little, give her a little styrofoam cup. She drinks a glub glub glubby. She drank it like a milkshake, and she friggin' was like, "That shit is." Excellent. And it's like, duh, of course, there's a vampire in your womb. You gotta drink that blood. Drink that. Drink that blood. With Ken Jeong. <laughs> oh. You drink someone's blood and you tell say, them is it their blood or if it's someone You gotta decide whose blood it is. You gotta drink it and say, this guy smokes. This person is um, a French cook. Oh, me? I'm a blood smallier. I'm a, oh, a sanguinier. That's not nothing. Do you think, in, okay, um, Stephanie Meyer is Mormon, so she probably doesn't drink, so she doesn't want to blood write it. Blood medicine. There surely are blood, like, psalms in the vampire world, right? Oh, they can, like, okay, let's tell write- you the race and <laughs> this person age came, came from Eastern Poland, um, you know, the terroir. Born in. What year? What's the vintage of this blood? 86. Oh, good year. Great year for Eastern Poland. Yeah, this is good. It's just, okay, we're writing um, a spec script for what we do in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> and this would be pretty good. They go to a blood bar uh-huh. and, they, and they make fun of like the Bushwick vampires for being really big snobs about the blood they drink. And they want like all organic blood. <laughs> and meanwhile, they drink any blood that comes along. Okay. Guys, we did it. We wrote an episode. I hope one of my coworkers is listening. Pay me, Jermaine Clement. Is that his name? Are you thinking of Taika Watiti? Yeah, he he. I don't know if he co-created. He directed some. Yeah, he was in the movie too. He's like oh, a oh, at nice. least a pr- yeah, pr- there's, producer. There's multiple people who made that show. Okay, ballerinas, let us know. You have to watch this show if you haven't. You gotta watch. It might be our favorite show. Uh, it's very good. Oh, uh, so Bella drinks blood. She's and then really, she is like, I want to eat eggs. And then she looks at Edward like, wink, wink. Remember when we ate eggs? Boy. When you made me 800 eggs, a trash can full of eggs in three days. But things are looking up. Everyone's in good spirits. That's how we end. It kind of, oh, wait, Alice. Oh, um, last thing is Alice basically says, man, I have a headache because I can't tell the future for Bella or the future child. And it's stressing me out. She's basically like Bella's future is wrapped up in the child, which is so blurry and blank, just like you, Jacob. And Jacob's like, I don't have anything in common with that monster. And she's like, I don't know. There's something there. You're the same. Uh, spoiler alert. They're going to she can't see the baby because the baby is going to be married to Jacob's and she can't find out what ja- look there. Jacob's going to want to fuck that baby. That's what's making it hard for her to tell the future because no future says there's a baby. Is Alice going to be able to even live with them anymore? (laughs) Good point. She's like, I have a horrible headache whenever I'm around. (laughs) Except when she's with the werewolves, which is now nice. Well, it's only because they stink so bad. No, no. It's because she can't see their future at all. So it's like numbing. 
Oh, I it thought zeros out of her brain. Oh no, I think I thought I read it as she said, "I can't see it, and that gives me a headache." But you stink so bad, it covers up the headache. No. So when Seth was there, she was like, "It covers up the stink so bad." No, no. Okay, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna look it up. Then we're gonna talk some more. Thanks. You know Twilight. Bye bye. We're talking about it. See ya. Here comes the sun, doobie doobie. Here comes the sun, and I say we're reading. Midnight sun, midnight sun, midnight sun, midnight sun. Midnight sun, midnight sun. This old lady version of our theme. This is the one we read. Midnight sun is the one where Twilight is Edward's point of view. Are we ready? Am I starting at no? You're starting wherever you. Oh, I would say no. That's Alice. Do you want to start from the thing above? Uh, sure. This this has no context for me either, listeners. I, w- I would go talk to her. She looked like she could use a hand anyway, at least until she was off the slick pavement. <laughs> oh, this must be when Bella almost was hit by a truck or something or slipped. I don't know. Of course, I couldn't offer her that, could I? I hesitated, torn. As averse as she seemed to be to snow, she would hardly welcome the touch of my cold white hand. I should have worn gloves. No! Alice gasped aloud. Instantly, I scanned her thoughts, guessing at first that I had made a poor choice, but she saw me doing something inexcusable, but it had nothing to do with me at all. Tyler Crowley had chosen to take the turn into the parking lot in an injunctuous speed. This choice would send him... Injudicious? Eh, I don't know. Injunctious? Injunctious? Injunctious is not a word, but Bella uh, Edward would use it. Yep. At an injudicious speed, this choice would send him skidding across a path of the vision came just half a second before the reality. Tyler's van rounded the corner as I was still watching what had pulled the horrified gasp from Alice's lips. No, this vision had nothing to do with me, and yet it had everything to do with me. Because Tyler's van, the tires right now hitting the ice at the worst possible angle, was going to spin across the lot and crunch, crush the girl who had become the uninvited focal point. He talks too much. Even without Alice's foresight, it would have been simple enough to read the trajectory of the vehicle flying out of Tyler's control. (laughs) Sure. Cool for you, Edward. You're so good at angles. (laughs) The girl, (laughs) standing in the exact wrong place at the back of her truck, looked up, confused by the sound of screeching tires. She looked straight into my horror. She looked straight into my horror-struck eyes, and then turned to watch her approaching death. Not her! The worst shot on my... It's him! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not her! <laughs> the words shouted in my head as if they belonged to someone else. This is weird, yeah. Edward. Still locked into Alice's thoughts, I saw the vision suddenly shift, but I had no time to see what the outcome would be. I launched myself across the lot, throwing myself between the skinning van and the frozen girl. I moved so fast that everything was a streaky blur except for the object in my focus. She didn't see me. No human eyes could have followed my flight. Brag. Still staring at the hulking shape that was about to grind her body into the metal frame of her truck. We're talking so much. There's yeah. so many words <laughs> to describe an action scene. This should be split second. I get. I get. He like works at superhuman speed, but like, it's. Can you write with a little more enthusiasm here, please? I'm bored. The audience right now is bored. I'll keep going. Here we go. 
Oh, I caught her around the waist. See, now we're there. That's action, baby. Keep going. I caught her around the waist, moving with too much urgency to be as gentle as she would need me to be. In the hundredth of a second between yanking her sight, slight form out of the path of death and crashing into the ground with her in my arms, I was vividly aware of her fragile, breakable body. When I heard her head thump against the ice, it felt as though I had turned to ice. Oh. Wow. That's Twilight, baby. <laughs> Eventually, he says, this is 728 people have highlighted this on Kindle. Whoa. A word I'd never said before in the presence of a lady slid between my clenched teeth. Venus. <laughs> ah, ah. uh, what else do you think he's never said in front of a lady? Hooga booga. Um, kombucha. <laughs> it has to slide between his clenched teeth. Oh, good point. So just shit. Or just like, hell. <laughs> <laughs> In this, in this Maggie noticed this while reading. In this book, Stephanie's harshest word she can use is hell. And Jacob and it's italicized every time. Jacob every time says, What the hell are you doing here? As if Why the hell did you come here? As if he's really cursing his enemies with this word. And in a way he is. He is. He's damning them to hell. Do you have a thing you can't stop thinking about? Yes, I can. Um, I highlighted here. Uh Ooh, this is early on in the book. Writers wrote, is this horny? The answer was yes. Um, let me find it here real fast. Do you want to fill out I guess generally I just can't stop thinking about how uh, Jacob's such a baby. Uh, Edward like does something nice for him. He's like, um, Jacob, you ripped your last pair of pants. You're going to be naked. I'm going to get you some shorts. And Jacob's like, yeah, whatever, man. What? Huh? He's being nice to me? People are nice to people? Esme goes over and over, goes out of her way to be nice to the wolves and like invite them in and cook for them because they said they were homeless and they feel really bad that these, these teens, teens are homeless had to in the leave woods. their families, basically, um, which is fair. Yeah. Um, and Jacob's just like, whatever. I don't. I don't want your food. But he keeps going. I can't believe a vampire has so many dimples. Man, Esme's so freaking cute. She's hot. Um, here's something I can't stop thinking about. Okay. Um, this is kind of about that. Um, the Cullens gift Jacob some clothes because he's homeless and has no clothes. <gasps> and he says, I took the clothes gingerly between my teeth. He's a wolf right now. Ugh. And carried them back to the trees. Just in case this was some joke by the blonde psychopath and I had a bunch of girl stuff here. Bet she'd love to see the look on my human face as I stood there naked holding a sundress. <laughs> and I wrote, Pretty hot. He wouldn't just put on the sundress. And also, he, he would walk into the house naked, naked, and be like, "I'm never gonna put on this girl's clothes." I thought that you okay, were that was say, a pretty good Trump. Impression. Yeah, I thought that you were gonna say uh, that th- you were gonna say that you couldn't stop thinking about the fact that Jacob is bigger than Emmett now. He's huge. He's so big. Emmett's clothes were too small. He's on like, him. I think I can wear these. Remember, because in the last book, when Jacob was getting really big, Belle was like, what? You're like, what? 6'10", 6'11 now? So now he's even he's bigger. Huge. He's massive. And when you think of Taylor Lautner, I don't think he's... T- he's probably like 5'10". No, he's like super buff by the end, but he's not like... He's not tall. And he's also not like Kellen Lutz, who plays Emmett. Right. Who's big. He's and, like Vin Diesel. And Jacob in this book is like NBA player tall. And like... 
football player thick. He's as thick as Emmett, but way bigger. That's nuts. It's, that's what Maggie can't stop thinking about is how big Jacob is. I okay, also, I have one. Okay, great. Um, Chris? Yes. Chris. Oh. <sighs> we were so close, everybody. Chris, I can't stop mark, thinking. Mark it on the calendar on the side of the factory wall. Zero <laughs> days of her last horrible bit. <laughs> We've had so many horrible yeah. bits. Um, Chris, I can't stop thinking about um when Jacob when Rosalie says, Where's the flood, but which I don't understand. But then Oh, this. And then Jacob says, you know how you know how to drown a blonde, Rosalie? Wow, my comedic timing off. You know how to drown a blonde, Rosalie? Glue a mirror to the bottom of the pool. And Edward, laugh track. Edward cracks up and Rosalie yells out the door. I've heard that one before. <laughs> As if anyone's heard that before. I've heard it before. I've read the book. Yeah. But it's like a blonde joke. I don't tell blonde jokes. Well, no, assholes tell blonde jokes. I know. I don't listen to assholes. I just love that Rosalie. I'm perfect. Who has told Rosalie that joke before? Who would be brave enough? To tell her a blonde joke. Edward, I guess. That's why he laughed. <laughs> I don't know. But Edward's like, I'm scared of her too. And she's my fake sister who is going to be my life sister. <laughs> so I would not do it. Um, here's what I can't stop thinking about. Um, Bella makes a fake... Makes some sort of joke or whatever. I don't know. And Jake was being sarcastic about uh, having told a joke. Yeah. And instead of, I'll just read it. Okay. <laughs> Great. Chris resigns to I, reading. Because it's impossible to parse this text, this tomb. Jacob says, Great, now is the court jester. But a bing, I mumbled in a weak rim shot impression. <laughs> That's not a rim shot. A rim shot's like, bada boom. That's not, you don't go, bada bing. <laughs> when you're doing an bing. ironic joke, you're not like, you didn't like tell a joke that flopped, no one laughs, and you go, bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first time Jacob has said bada bing either. He said it a couple chapters ago. He went like, bada bing, bada boom, whatever. That was this. That was last week. Oh, he also says bippity, bip, bippity, boppity. He says bibbidi bobbidi boop in this. Yeah. This also reminds me of something I can't stop thinking about. It's a stylistic choice Stephanie decided on making this these last chapters, which was abbreviating the things that the teen boys say. Instead of saying, like, it's okay, they go, it's okay. Ah. Uh, and uh, at the start of this, uh, Jacob abbreviates Seth had done something with Seth did this. Seth, which is the hardest word to say in the Seth went world. over to this. Okay, floor, I have sort of two more. Which I think is funny because it's like, again, she decided on making a literary choice and did it for a moment and then stepped away from it. Something, again, her editor should have noticed. Um, I wrote, who knew Jacob was a feminist icon? Uh, and I wrote, is it so weird to be this happy to see your friend? Which one do we want to hear about? I want to get this icon moment. that I want. Okay. Jacob is um, phased and he's talking to Jared, who's a wolf who came back and basically is like weirdly shaming Seth and Leah to come back home. Because they're like, you left your mom and she's sad. And like, he like used Leah's, Sam's old pet name for Leah to get her to, it's kind of gross. Yeah, it was weird. It's like gaslighty and weird. So Jacob says, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Leah belongs wherever she wants to be. Wow. 
great moment. Uh-huh. Also, that's very true about Leah. That yeah. girl's independent. Feminist icon, Jacob Black. Jacob. Um, the other one was just that Bella smiles at him, just smiles at him that he's back. And he's like, geez, what is she doing? She's married. <laughs> oh, so unbecoming of a lady to smile at a man. Well, that's why when I go outside and I see a lady, I say, don't smile. Please don't smile at me. I'm married. I'm a married man. Who are you married? Work. Oh, the nine to five. Clunk. <laughs> clunk, clunk. Speaking of nine to five, shoes. please leave us a five star iTunes review. Stream Dolly Parton. What? Nine to five. Ah. Leave us a nine to five star review. If you can leave a nine star iTunes. Okay. Give us five stars, but in the body, leave five, nine uh, star emojis. Okay, leave us a five-star review, but do it nine times. See how many times you can do it before we're flagged as robots. Yeah. I want iTunes to say, these people are Russian hackers. Woohoo! Fun for us, a new identity. Um, follow us on Instagram, at Edward is a vampire pod. Send us your long-form rants and ramblings at Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. We love to hear it. Um, we A friend of the pod, Ajay, told us that it is not... Darid, who is imprinted on Jacob's sister, it is Paul, who's the worst one. He's the like angry one. Darid oh. is the one who's imprinted on the normal girl, Kim. Kim? <laughs> Kathy. I don't know. Good for her though. Chris. Christy Alley. Kirsty Alley. Yeah. No, Christy Alley. Oh, different girl. Just a similar name. Similar name, different girl. I loved the Tooth Fairy movie with Kirsty Alley. Don't know what that is. Up. You want to describe it to me she, as I fade you out? She dies and she becomes a tooth fairy. It's kind of sad, but it's really Yikes. Yep. So a ghost is stealing people's teeth? <laughs> well, paying for them, I guess. Yeah. Where does she get the money? I, you know, tooth fairy jail. Jail? I don't know. Bond money? I don't know why I said jail. Well, death is sort of a prison. Yeah. Listen. Huh. Keep following us. Uh, <laughs> next week is Thanksgiving, and yeah, we yeah. will have an episode out on Tuesday. Prison. Yeah. Chris is going through something. Um, yeah, nice is, uh, next, <laughs> next week, there's a Tuesday, and our podcast <laughs> will come out on that very Tuesday. Wow. That's, how the, that's just how, the, how time advances, and how we're all going to go under the grave one day. <laughs> With a grapes kiss. <laughs> I am the glob glow gab gal lab, the schwabble double wobble gabble flavor blah blah blah. I'm full of swim.